and she's gonna be a pain and she's not gonna settle in and she's gonna get mad at me and she might hiss you might hear her hiss at me on camera would you just lay down we're doing a show you're on the show here we go in three two Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It's April 7th, 2021. My name is Jeremy. <gasps> and this is my first cup of coffee. Well, I don't know why I'm sitting back. I can't really do that with this show. I try to stay close to the camera. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday was better than Monday. It was better than Sunday. Working through all this stuff, um, for those of you that maybe you happen to watch this episode and you didn't watch yesterday's, uh, my father passed away on Sunday. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around all that. His mom, uh, funeral, his, well, his mass, he's having a, a, a his Catholic um, mass is happening this morning, virtually, in Ireland, so at 8 o'clock, I'll be doing that. a.m. Not the way I want to start the day, but not exactly a thing I'm going to miss. What happened yesterday? I worked. Recorded three guest episodes. All three came out pretty solid. I was pretty happy with them. Recorded one episode with Andrew. So yeah, we recorded four podcast episodes yesterday. I don't know that we've done that in one day, aside from the day that I've done multiple, multiple uh, Thursday episodes with Andrew. We've definitely never done three guest episodes in one day. Frank's in the chat. Good morning, Frank. He says, for me, it's not a good day off unless I get to see first couple apples. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the new schedule with recording is, is really working. Andrew's been doing a great job getting some different sort of guests. Leslie's doing a great job on her part. We're just, it's just, it's all, it's all clicking. It's all clicking. Thought about going to the gym yesterday, didn't do it, didn't want to. It was really nice out, sat on the back porch, which it's interesting, even though it's only, let's say yesterday it was like 50, 55 at the most between the back wall of the house and the deck heating up all day, I can sit there in a t-shirt and it's not bad. As long as the wind's not coming, it's pretty darn warm. So I sat out there and whittled a stick in the sun just because it was not a nice thing to do. And I've got something really interesting running through the backyard right now. It's a fiber optic cable. That's a cat hair in my mouth. I wonder where that came from. Finish up one of the podcast interviews and pick up my phone and there are notifications from my security cameras of people in hard hats and vests knocking on my front door and walking into the backyard and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I go and I look and there's a big old cable run from the telephone pole through my backyard and I was like, well, we're going to figure out what's going on here. So I walked down the road where they were doing some work and I said, what's up? And they're like, oh, um, we're stringing a new fiber optic cable. It's like, okay, we got to trim some of your trees later this week. 
Okay. So we had a conversation about that. Now here's the question. I'm gonna have fiber optic cable literally right there. Like I could, I could throw, if the sliding glass door wasn't there, I could literally throw a, my mug or the cat. I wouldn't throw the cat, but I could to that cable right there. It's that close. What's the chance you think I'm actually gonna get access to high-speed internet with the company that's running that cable? For those of you in the local area, it's consolidated. Consolidated communications. Notoriously terrible. They'll probably come along and instead of the, what, what have they offered in the past? I think the most I could get here was like six megabit down or something from them. Maybe it was 15. I should be able to get very fast internet now, but I won't. And they're terrible. So the chances of me uh, switching from Comcast are pretty slim. Although we do have some local projects that are kind of piggybacking on that fiber optic and offering fiber to the home through other efforts. So fingers crossed that, that happens. Uh, what else happened? Cook some food. Um, had a phone call with someone who, without getting this, we'll, we'll, call, we'll call this person a friend. It's not quite a friend. It's, it's, it's a, let's call it an extra parental figure. Um, really wanted to talk about what was going on with me and my father passing. So that was a good, a good chat. There was a bit of crying support. Knowing that I've got support from people has been really helpful. Hundreds, literally hundreds. Frank says, I didn't know there were providers worse than Comcast. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, here's, here's the story as I understand it. Um, so Verizon owned business in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And they didn't want it anymore because they were losing money. And the state regulator said, well, you can't just get rid of it. You have to, you have to sell it to somebody. And nobody wanted it. Because who would want a business that is so low density, i.e. rural northern New England, that Verizon, a large company that would have the benefit of scale, can't make money on it. But there was a little company out of, what was it, like the, the mid-Atlantic called Fairpoint. And they're like, we'll take it. And it went through regulators and regulators were like, you know, even though you've done this like three times and gone bankrupt every time, and even though the, the size business that you're buying is like four or five times greater than what you are now, we're going to let that go through. Guess what happened? <gasps> they went bankrupt. Shocker. In the, in the couple years following, this is back when I was in IT, so I had clients that were in the midst of this. I, I had one customer that was waiting, that waited eight months to get a new phone line installed. Eight months. So that's an example of how terrible they are. They have had to change their name and they're still terrible. Anyway, so that was yesterday. What else going on today? 
just trying to get through some work. Uh, I've been letting clients know, you know, this is what's going on. I'm moving a little slower on some things. It doesn't seem to affect the quality of my work. It's just the amount that I can get done in a day. I can't, I can't, I can't go at full speed like I have been. Maybe that's the blessing in disguise. Maybe this is forcing me to slow down a little bit, right? Here, cat. Oh, oh, I didn't spill it. There she is. There's a cat. Cat and coffee. That's what we could have called the show, except that you're over there most of the time. Why is she not there? Because it's warm enough that the heating vent isn't going and is not as warm to her as me. She doesn't actually like me. She just wants my body heat. Well, I don't think there's more to say about me. I'm even more boring than normal. The episodes did go really well. So let's see what you gave me. What did you give me for comments, feedback? Remember, if you want to leave something for me to talk about, put it in the comment section below once the show closes. I don't know why. Why does YouTube think that my Whistlekick channel cares about the first official look at the 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz and what you need to know? I don't. I don't at all. But it looks like I've got stuff from Frank and from Nish. So shout out to both of you. Thank you. Oh, cat's leaving. Apparently I was not petting her adequately or enough. If you have cats, you understand. Oh, let's go back. Um, so we've got four quotes from different people. From Frank, courtesy of Frank. And Nish drops one in. And I'm going to read Nish's first. The burden of happiness can only be relieved by the balm of suffering. Hmm. And this is attributed to Shantaram, Gregory Robert, Roberts. I don't know if that's, is that a book by Gregory Roberts? I am unfamiliar with this, this person. The burden of happiness can only be relieved by the balm of suffering. We all suffer. We all have pain. We all experience discomfort and awful things. And something I've been noticing, I'm hearing people talk about this, but I'm noticing it more and it's, it's, I'm on the verge of taking action about it. So when I started using TikTok, I just cared about the animal videos. Well, TikTok is getting flooded with things that are not animal videos and I'm not getting shown as many animal videos and that bums me out. But a lot of the other videos that I'm seeing are an even greater exaggeration of what social media is becoming, which is people sharing only the good, only the positive, only the successful, and creating this false illusion that what other people are, are experiencing is so much better than what you have. I'm starting to feel badly about myself. When I'm, when I'm seeing these people. I'm 24 years old and I have $12 million in the bank. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm sure there are people out there like that. I'm sure you might, you might even be one of them. But why do I care? I don't care. If you're 24 and you have that much or whatever, right? A lot of these people forget that they received help to achieve their success and they act like they're all self-made. I had help. I wouldn't even call myself really successful. But I had help. I acknowledge that help. So that's all to say I may be pulling back on TikTok. Which will make me sad. Because of dog videos. It's the best place to consume dog videos. But it's not making me feel good about myself. And we're seeing more and more experts talk about that especially among kids, that what they are seeing, what they are normalizing, what their experiences of what people are is so far off base that it's creating problems, like real problems, and it's only gonna get worse. Get that in mind. And our first quote from Frank. Your technique means nothing if you're not using your talents for the betterment of humanity. Gene Dunn. I think at some level, everyone has a responsibility to leave the world a better place than they found it. It could be better for one person. It could be better for one animal, one small piece of land, whatever it is. If you take a big step back and you realize we're part of this this broader ecosystem, this this we are part of Earth and people and society and whatever, how can you not want to make it a little bit better while you're here? That's my goal. I've said it before. I just I just want to make things a little better before I go. I hope I've done that. I'm going to keep working on it, making it even a little bit better for even a few more. That's, that's my mission. Ah, coffee's good this morning. The warrior guided by the spirit serves humanity. The warrior without serves the ego. Soke Bazad Amadi. That name is vaguely familiar. Did we have quotes from him before? Or is this someone that I've seen on social media? I don't remember. The warrior guided by the spirit serves humanity. Now that could mean spirit, if you acknowledge a higher power, it could be your spirit inside, your conscience, your essence, whatever you call it. Your code. Why? Why do we do what we do? It's a question I keep asking. I ask it all the time. I ask it on this show. I ask it on martial arts radio. If you're not clear on why you're doing something, it is really hard to move forward in it. Because what direction do you go? 
And if you're not clear on your motivation, others will take advantage of that. They will appeal to your ego, your, your dark side, if we want to be Star Wars about it. I scheduled a meeting for May 4th yesterday with someone and they said, oh, May the 4th. The why matters. The why matters so much. And the ego is the worst. It's just the worst. Well, I shouldn't say completely. It can be. Ego can be the worst. It is not always the worst. But it's, it's tempting. Ego helps you patch over all those holes, those vulnerabilities. It's a defense mechanism. Frank says, I don't define success by how much I make. I measure success by the quality of the relationships in my life. I've known people who define success by money and prestige and are less happy. The irony is, and I, I talked about this, I think it was last week, when you consult a lot of really happy and successful people, they will talk about their gratitude. That it is not a feeling of lack that motivates them or a feeling of inadequacy. It is an overall sense of gratitude and a belief that they are in a position to help others, to benefit others. Because remember, if you make money, it's in most cases, it's because someone else valued what you were offering. So if you are grateful to them and you focus on that, a lot, a lot comes from it. I'm grateful for all of you. He who conquers others has force. He who conquers himself is strong. Lao Tzu. Bring that one back to ego too, can't you? We we have this this tendency to work on everything but ourselves. I'm going to improve my home. I'm going to improve my job skills. I'm going to do everything else but become a better human being. It's the one thing that can't be taken away. It's the one thing that. quality people will ultimately value in you. Think of all the reasons someone might want to spend time with you. Now think about everything that isn't shallow and selfish. Oh, I like spending time with them because of they have a nice house or they have money or they cook for me or, or, or. How about, I like spending time with them because they make me feel good about themselves. They're funny. Um, I enjoy their company. They challenge me to be a better person, right? All these personal qualities. These should be the priority, shouldn't they? So in theory, the better you become, the better version of yourself you become, you are, 
the better quality people will remain around you. And one of the things that I have learned, unfortunately, in my day-to-day life, is that as I become a better version of myself, other people have chosen to separate themselves. Because I'm not going to indulge their ego. I'm not going to give them money or, you know, I'm not going to focus on these shallow things. If you want to, you want to hang with me while I work on being the best version of me, you want to be part of that? Cool. Let's do that. Let's do that together. I'll help you be a better version of you at the same time. But most people are not really interested in that. Martial artists on some level are. We get it. We get it. We talk about it. We don't all talk about it, but it's there. There is no better tool for personal development than martial arts. It checks all the boxes. Give me a box it doesn't check. It's there. Traditional martial arts rocks. It's why I am all in on traditional martial arts. If traditional martial arts was a stock, my portfolio would be 100% in it. And I guess it kind of is, because I'm all in on muscle kick. If anybody out there wants to invest a whole bunch of money so we can do more good things, let's talk. And our last quote from today, remember, you can leave me stuff to talk about. Uh, Don't forget all the content that we make. Don't forget the books and the shows and the shirts. Go to whistlekick.com, go to whistlekickprograms.com, go to marshalljournal.com. Check out everything we're doing. Don't forget the code FIRSTCUP15 to save 15%. And if you're new to the show, we do it every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on YouTube. And you can catch it later as a podcast in your audio feed. And if you want to email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. So here's our last one. Most people never run far enough on their first wind to find out they've got a second. William James. You know that second wind? You ever, you ever run and you're running and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then suddenly it becomes easier. Maybe you've experienced that in martial arts. Maybe you've experienced that in the middle of a class. Maybe it's a sparring class and halfway through you're like, I'm dying, this is not... Blah, blah, blah. And then you switch partners again and whether you forgot about it or it got easier or something happens and you go, hey, this is still hard, but it's not as hard as it was a few minutes ago. Second wind. The only way you get to second wind is by exhausting first. And one of the things that I love about martial arts is that it challenges our belief of what our limits are. It is the thing that if if a black belt test exists in a school, I think that is the number one thing to test for, is to do so in a format that acknowledges or, or leads to the realization that limits do not exist. And you might say, well, Jeremy, of course there are limits. Yeah, there, there are limits. But if I say, can you do one more? Can you throw one more punch? 
At what point is the answer no? Just throw one more punch. Oh, I'm so tired, it hurts. Just one more punch. Uh, you did one more punch. Okay, can you do one more? Uh, can you do one more? What is the point of, at which you cannot throw one more punch? It does not exist. What is the point at which you cannot do one more push-up? It does not exist. Assuming you are willing to believe it. So, so maybe that's something you take into today. The acknowledgement that those limits don't exist unless you put them there. If you say you can't do something, no, you can't. If you say you can do something, you might, if you believe it hard enough, you will find a way. So there you go. I hope you leave me some more good stuff tomorrow. Thanks again to Frank for all he does. And thanks to Frank and to Nish for their quotes for my response today. I appreciate all of you. And um, got a lot of support from people yesterday. As I went public with this. So thank you. It's been helpful. And uh, glad I have all of you. Take care. Peace.